This is an exciting time. And we're living in it. Amen. 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 If you ain't excited, there will be a day coming when you'll say, Amen. Amen. Let me tell you, last Sunday night, for those... How many people here were last, your last Sunday night? Raise your hands. Man, for everybody here that was here last Sunday night, let me tell you something. We seen a move of God amongst the people. Amen? I mean, I think it was awesome. And you know something? It wasn't the leadership that was doing all the praying. It was the Holy Spirit moving upon the hearts of the people. And let me tell you something. There was boldness. There was people that prayed that never prayed before. And that, tell us that was exciting. Carol and I were talking about it. She says, you know that guy? In fact, where's Harold? Where's he at? Hey, he's over there. Man, I tell us he yelled out with such enthusiasm last Sunday night. Harold, we all got touched. And you know what? I, was, I stopped by his bro, um, Rick Matoska last night, and I tell us it's still carrying over. He was telling me about somebody he was sharing with because he's enthusiastic about what God is doing. Let me tell you something. I went to a, a Parkside, and I thank God for he Heather. You know when Heather was, uh, has been speaking about Parkside and she's been praying? Let me tell you something. I see that it is a voice that is going forth into a dead school system. You know that are trying to build dreams for people, but they're dead dreams. There's only one dream that's any good, and that's God's dream. If you don't believe me, look, when you get home, if you read Galatians 5, that chapter in 20, when it talks about the dreams of the devil, the dreams of man, and when it talks about the dreams of the Holy Spirit. If you read that, and you can't get motivated, man, you go for God to God and ask for help. If you read that, and you can't get motivated about your marriage, after you read that, because I tell you, in that chapter, there is nothing but hope. When I, and I, I didn't get to go, because I was out of town. I didn't go to uh, Carthage College. But I know I'd like to have some of them share a couple of minutes here. Gary, you got something? Where's Gary at? And if there's somebody else uh, that wanted to share, come on up here. Just take a couple of minutes, okay? About what had God had to do with the seeds that were planted, okay? Go ahead, Gary. You're on. Wait a minute here. Okay. Oh, wait a minute, you want to pick up? Oh. You got to pick up. I got to pick up, sorry. Uh, we did, the CDT team did come in, uh, when was it, Wednesday? Th Tuesday. Tuesday evening. And uh, it was just awesome. It was really powerful. We probably had about 125 kids there. We had uh, 100 seats set out to begin the meeting with. And uh, people were grabbing seats, trying to find a seat. We had people standing against the walls. We had people sitting on the floor. So it, it was just really powerful to... Uh, see everybody there. Um, I was really encouraged because uh, the prayers that came from the body here at Living Light were answered there. Mm. And it, it was just wonderful. Uh, I sent an email out to every faculty member and every student at the college um, about the CDT team coming in and the program that we were going to put on. And I didn't get one response from, response from any student but I got several responses from faculty members. And there was, def there was some faculty members that came to the program and I, I know they were touched. It was just awesome. Uh, and the other thing, Saturday, was it Saturday? 
Friday evening, Friday night, I'm lost in my days here. I'm wearing shorts, I don't know, my brain's freezing here. And <clears throat> Friday night, we had a program over at Carthage where uh, Lori and Cal and uh, who Shelly and Karen, they came in and played and we just worshiped. And it was so cool because the pastor over there at Carthage College got touched in a way that he's never been touched before. I really believe that. And it opened up a door for some of us to pray with him. Uh, and that was, that was really a strange thing, but it was really cool to do that. I just want to read a verse real quick, if I can. And it's Matthew 21, 21. Um, and this is Jesus talking. He says, I tell you the truth. If you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do what was done to the fig tree, but also you can say to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea, and it will be done. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. And, and that's just awesome. I mean, if we told the mountain to go throw itself in the sea, and we said it in prayer, in, in total faith, it's going to happen. And I think that's what's happened uh, what's happening over at Carthage, there's a revival happening over there, and, and I want to just encourage people to continue to pray as a body uh, for that to happen, not only at Carthage, but at Parkside, too. Thanks. Thank you, Gary. Anybody else? Um, I just want to um, emphasize what Gary said about prayer. Prayer is definitely a key to anything. Um, because there's nothing that man can do, that, there's nothing that we can do as people um, without the Spirit and without God's hand going forth before us. And um, I just think it was really awesome how the time of prayer on Sunday was, was it was just really great. Uh, we got together and we prayed. And even before that, when we met together as home groups, I remember um, John had a, a word about fruit and how the fruit is going to just be falling off the trees. It's not like we're going to have to be tugging on it and trying to set it and like break it off, but it's going to be ripe and it's just going to be there. And, um, and also about the army of, of God and how God's going to say go and we're going to do it and we need to obey. And I, I just want to say this, this last week, how that I've seen that there's been people, there's a girl that I was walking with. I don't know who she was, um, but I knew she was at the thing on Tuesday night. And I just said, so what do you think about it? You know, and She's like, oh, I thought it was really great. And she, there's something, it was like there was a hunger inside of her because she said, you know what, I really, I want to know what drives you guys. What's your passion? What motivates you to be so excited about God? And I'm like, ah. And it was just really nice. <laughs> it was just, God is, opportunities are coming. And I think the time that we had with the CDT team is a time of, of doors being opened, um, definite doors. Um, I'd like to give a praise report. There's a, a girl here. Where is she? Melissa? She, uh, I won't say anything else. <laughs> okay. Um, I won't say anything about that, but praise God. Um, and also my heart is to see the workers coming forth. And I believe that Friday night there was a time that we had together of the other Christians on campus. And God is, is building them up and God is strengthening us and and for the Christians to be there and to, to reap the harvest because it's white and, and God's raising those people up and I'm just, I encourage you guys, God has awesome things for us and, and also not just to Carthage, I don't want to limit this to Carthage because it's Kenosha, right here where we're at and God is doing great things in, in many people's hearts, the young and old, the old, everybody and praise God, so glory to him and just keep in the attitude of prayer and praying for the people that you, that you long to see know the Lord. Oh, I want to give this testimony. It's really awesome. 
Okay, there's a, a, a professor of mine who I had last semester, and she's a very much of a feminist, and, um, and yeah, I won't say anything, but she's just really a person that you wouldn't expect to come to the Lord, or um, you'd probably hesitate in saying anything to her about the Lord. But anyways, I wanted to invite her to this thing on Tuesday. I dropped a thing in her, in her mailbox on her door, and I thought, okay, Lord, just bless this. I don't know. And that night, I saw her walking down the hall towards the meeting, and I was just, like, blown away. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I ran up to her. I'm like, I gave you that flyer. I put that flyer on your door. And she's like, oh, yeah. She's like, my, my students really wanted to come to see this. So I thought, well, okay, yeah. And um, she ran, I didn't talk to her at all. She ran out of the, the meeting right away. But I asked Maria later. I'm like, so did you talk to anyone? And she said, yeah, I, I followed this professor who was, ran out right away. And, and um, <laughs> go, Maria. And, and she said that um, when she went to talk to her, Maria talked to her, she said, it was a mistake I was here. I thought it was a culture, multimedia or a, a multicultural thing, you know, I, I wasn't supposed to be here. And Maria was like, yes, you were. Remember, the, the, the video talked about destiny. And I just praise God that, I just laughed the whole way home actually thinking about it, how God, you know, brought her there, even though it was out of what she thought a mistake. It was for her to be there, and I just praise God for that, so. Yeah. Well, we know your name is Liz. I went to the, to the thing on Tuesday night, and um, something happened. I can't really explain why it happened, but um, I was saved or recommitted um, my life to Christ for what he's done and um, yeah and I just want to thank him for all the people who've been supporting me and helping me through it at school. Ain't that exciting to be serving a living God? Huh? Let me tell you what Paul had to say, okay? The team. The team came here, prayed up, and were ready to give. And you know, they gave. But you know what Paul said? We're leaving with what much more than we came with. Because in all the churches that we walked, we have not seen the Spirit of God move amongst the people like he's been moving amongst our people here. Sunday night, blew him away, the cry that we had before God. At Parkside, it blew him away. The sharings here at class blew him away. They, that, Paul told me this, there was a transformation that took place on the team because of what God is doing here in the midst. It, it's a compliment to not only to you, but it's saying something that God has got a vision for this church and how he wants to impact this city. Amen? Amen. Thank you. I want to share with you this morning. Um, well, pr let's pray, okay? Father, you're doing such mighty things around the world. 
You're doing things down in Argentina, God, that like it was in Acts, Lord Jesus. You're doing things in Canada. You're doing things down in Florida, Lord Jesus. And Father, you're starting to do mighty things here. Lord, as, as, as I share this morning, Lord, Holy Spirit, we submit ourselves to you. We submit the word to you. We must hear from you, God. I pray, God, that as we open up the word, that you speak into our hearts. So men and women here and children aren't hearing me, God. But they're hearing you, God. Because unless our foundation, unless our personal life, God, is built on your will, your revelation, and your understanding, God, we'll not stand. I want to stand. We in this church want to stand because of revelation that you've given to us, my Lord, so that we know that we know and there'll be no doubts within us, God. Father, I pray that. I pray for open minds here. I only have a few minutes to share. So I pray that every mind here, every eye, every ear would be tuned in to what you have to say, Jesus. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Let's look at John 5.19 listen to what Jesus said. Truly, truly, I say to you, now this is Jesus, I can do nothing, the Son can do nothing of himself unless it is something he sees the Father doing. He sees the Father doing, for whatever the Father does, what, for what? For whatever the Father does, these things the Son also does in like manner. But the Father loves the Son and shows him all things that he himself is doing, and greater works than these will he show him that you may be marvel. Look at John 5.30. Jesus said this again. I can do nothing on my own initiative. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is true. But I do not seek my own, but the will of him who sent me. It is time for us to start, stop doing our own works. It is time for us to be hearing and asking, Father, what are you doing today? In 537, 
And the Father who sent me, he has bore witness of me. You have neither heard his voice at any time, nor seen his form. And you do not have his word abiding in you. For you do not believe in him who he has sent. You search the scriptures because you think in them you have eternal life. And it is these that bear witness of me. John Deere wrote in his book, Surprised by the Power of the Spirit. And he said this about the Pharisees. The Pharisees read, read, studied, and memorized the Word of God. They spent more time studying, memorizing the Word of God than a lot of Christians do today. A lot more than Bible church-going people. And some, they did more than a lot of people do today. Except for Moses and some of the Old Testament prophets. They knew so much about the word, yet they missed it. Because what I just read, the scripture that I just read, And the Father who sent me has bore witness of me. And to the Pharisees he said, You have neither heard his voice at any time, nor seen him. And so what it's saying, I'm studying the word of God. I used to say this, all you have to do is get in Proverbs and you'll change. I'm going to change that now, because I'm going to say, get in Proverbs and learn how to walk from this life, but get a vision from God. Jesus said this, I do the things that my Father shows me. That means for a lot of us, it's a great thing that happened your Sunday night for those people that got touched. And the people at Cartage College, God's got a mission for them. And you can see that enthusiasm as they're up here. You know why? Because they're praying, God, what are you showing us today? Am I praying at home? God, what are you showing that I should be like at Chrysler? Or do I go to work and say, God, God, or can I say God at Chrysler? Or do I go there complaining about the government? Do I complain about Chrysler? Do I complain about the unions? I found this, I was just sharing with, with earlier Billy this morning, earlier talking with him. And yet, and we were just talking, I have yet to find a married couple who, is, who Jesus Christ is the center of their marriage and is hearing from God who's complaining about their marriage. I haven't met him yet. If you find somebody that's got a good relationship with God and they're unhappy as a married couple, introduce me to me to them to be the first one. I was talking with Billy. I have yet to see a single man, man or woman, divorced or whatever way age he's in, that's having a good relationship with God that's unhappy. They maybe got dreams, they want more money, they want to get a college, whatever it is. But I've yet to see one. Psalm 37 says, I've been young and I've been whole, um, and I, I'm old, and I've yet to see the righteous forsaken. Why is it this, that it's so hard for people to walk in and believe? 
Man, you reach, reach Galatians 5, 22. I think that's that verse in there that talks about the fruit of the Spirit. My God, we invest money into schools, we invest money into homes, into cars that's supposed to give us happiness, and God says, I'll give it to you free. And I can't believe it. All right? It's amazing because God gives it to us free. We don't want to buy it. But if he charged you $50,000 for it, every one of us would work double shift, go to the bank and borrow money so that we can buy it. But because he gives it free, I get, we can get locked up. I won't believe it. You all, let me read it to you. Matthew I got excited when I started reading John Deere's book. Let me tell you why. A few months ago, and maybe I, heard, I shared this the last time about the Our Father. Gee, uh, some people in, in traditions and denominations have taken the Our Father, and they made it a prayer. And people felt that if I pray this, I will get blessed. And God is saying, if you become the Our Father, you will get blessed. And there is a verse that says in there, in here, it says, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And God gave me a vision many years ago what a marriage would be like, ordained in heaven. I'm still, Lord, I asked my wife, by the way, this morning, I said, oh, what's my marriage? You know, you, you rate a marriage from one to ten, and ten is supposed to be the perfect. And I said, how am I doing? She says, well, you're doing about nine. But I remember, I'm still changing, you see, okay? But I remember when I first started, and God showed me this, I was about a, maybe a two or one or zero. But God showed me this, the importance of revelation. I can't, you know, when I meditate on that, and heaven is on earth, I don't think there would be any conflicts if we had a marriage in heaven. There ain't no, you're not going to be as couples in marriage. You're not going to be married in heaven. But if it was there, what would it be like? Well, that's the Our Father. We know that prayer. We say it over and over. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on, in my home as it is in heaven. In heaven, I ain't going to be blasting my wife, am I? I ain't going to be blasting my kids, am I? You know what? If I can't say that 
heaven is in my home. Don't get down on yourself. Go to God and believe his promises. In, one, in, in, in John chapter 14 and 15 and 16, what is it saying there? If you abide in my word, if you believe me, I'm going to come around in your home and abide with you. That means Jesus is going to be at the dinner table with you. Isn't that what it means? I think that's what it means. And I tell someone, when I first read that 20 years ago, that blew me away. Because I never heard that before. I didn't think I was worthy enough for that. We're not. But the blood of Jesus Christ washes us totally clean. When you're born again and you're a son of God and a daughter of God, you become worthy. The devil wants to make sure that you never understand this. Isn't that right? Okay. Okay, Jesus said this. I can only do what I see my father doing. Okay? And I believe what he's saying. Here, heaven in my home, heaven in the church. That God is a speaking God today. You can see by what other people, when they see come over here visit this church, they do one or two things. They jump in, be a part of it, or then come back. They did that next. I think that what we're a part of over here is so confronting the reality what God is doing today that you either got to get in or you got to get out. I think that we're going to see. Tim Pingator had a prayer just last week, and he says, God, I think it was last week or two weeks, he says, we want more. I was listening to a tape by what's happening down in Argentina. God's got so much more for us in this church over here if we believe it. It's like sometimes I go to my pool. How many of you see my pool? It's a pretty good-sized pool. But you know what I do? I sometimes put my foot in, my toe in, to touch it, see what the temperature of the water is. God wants us to jump in the pool, be so immersed in it, into what God is doing here in the church today. For all of us. I am waiting for the time, and it's going to happen, because I believe God. Like what's happening in Argentina... People coming into the fellowship are so convicted that nobody preached, nobody touched them, they repented of their sins and say, how can I find God? This is what's going to be happening here. I totally believe it. And I ask you, seek God. We had, we had some, um, uh, I think it was last week, Paul, or wait, the guy that was sharing before that, he talked about revelation. God has given me revelation on three different things in my life. And every one of them, I can stand on. One of them was my marriage. And I, one of them was the business. That if I build the business according to godly principles, and I'm still changing, I'm still learning. One was this, that if I build according to God's building, that when I die, if the Lord doesn't come first, whatever he's a part of will be inheritance for my kids. But those were three specific revelations that I got. I remember this, and I, and I was reading John, this book over here, and what uh, was happening down in Argentina. I used to get very frustrated when I would share with people about vision in Ephesians 5. I said, my God, how come nobody can, so many, very few married couples see it? You know what? This weekend, God just showed me why. Because I, God showed me it got me excited, and then God started training me. 
But the next person that I share it with, if he himself doesn't see it in Scripture and get it from God, he'll not respond the same way. When God reveals something to you as a single person, and you believe in God, and he's given you revelation that he's going to join as a man, a woman to you, as a woman, God's going to pick a man to you. And you got a hold of that. You ain't going to have to worry about where you're going to meet him and how you're going to meet him. You just keep touching God. Okay? And if there's anyone here that has got conflicts in your marriage, read Ephesians 5 and then ask God to reveal it to you if it's true. And I tell us something, you can stand on that. When it comes to your own job, there are many people that are always looking for different jobs all the time. They're never satisfied. There's always something green across the fence. Have you ever asked God and got a revelation from God, is this where I'm supposed to be at? You want to know something? If God says, I want you making $8 an hour or $7 an hour, and he spoke it to you, you'll never complain about money. Because you know why? You will find peace. You'll find joy, and your needs will all be taken care of because God spoke it to you. If you're going to college, and, and, you're, and you've got a difficult time studying, and you're complaining, this is too hard, or et cetera, or whatever it is. If you've got vision, and if you have seen it from heaven down into your life, God will help you going through the studies. And as you prepare your whole career, if you know that God's a part of it with you, and it's a vision that God has given you, let me tell you something. You will be able to stay in there, and you'll be an effective ambassador for Christ. You see the need for that? Jesus said this, I can do nothing, what? Unless the Father shows me. How much time do I spend out of a week asking the Holy Spirit to reveal to me what my walk should be like today. How much time do I spend? Let me tell you what the devil's got to do, plan. He's got a plan that you're too busy to go to home group. He's got a plan that for you to get up half an hour before you go to work because you ain't got time. He's got once a key, there was a word that came across Sunday. We need to bind busyness. If the enemy can keep us busy in good things, I can't get a hold of what God is speaking to me about today. All right? You see what I'm saying? And I tell you something, we can all evaluate this. Jesus said this, and search it out for scripture, greater works will you do than what he's done, right? That means because there's a lot more people hearing the voice of God. And let me tell you something. Can you imagine what would happen if all of us here heard directly from the Father and what he wants to do here in Kenosha? All of us. Man, I tell you something, there would be such electricity flowing when we would come here on Sunday night. I'm telling you something, the elders wouldn't have time to speak because everybody's bubbling. Because it's a fresh anointing, a fresh manna from God. Amen? Jesus said, and I quote, and you've heard it quoted uh, just a few weeks ago. 
The harvest is ripe, but the workers are few. Let me tell you something. I got to share uh, this last this Saturday with a young man that's 19 years old. I, I happen to know that he's, he's living with this girl, and I didn't want to make him feel condemned about it. So I says, what, what, is your, what is your plan? He says, my plan is this, that I can save up enough money so that I can give her a ring. You know, then she came by. She's a cute little gal. And uh, she says, what are you and... And I said, Don and I were just chatting. We are talking about dating and marriage. And she went, she put her eyes up. I could tell she's not the same place he is. But then she proceeded to tell me about how the church that they go to, they, um, they have uh, these courses before you get married. And you know, I, I listened to him a little bit. The guy's got a dream. He's got a dream. And by, by the way, here's what I did. I asked her. I says, um, I was having to talk a little bit about homes of honor, some of the things that they do in that. And I asked her this question. Uh, what is it that you see in Don? You know what she said? He's cute. He's cute. The guy's got a dream. He wants to get married. He's got vision. He's imaginations. But he says, you know, are you going to do what everybody else does out there? You want to get married and half of the people are getting divorced? He says, nope. I want to do it right. You know, it's the intent of every couple out there that gets married to do it right. And I shared, you know, there's only one person can show us how to do it right, and that's the God above. I said, you know, unless he himself teaches us, there's a 50% chance that you may end up in your marriage just like so many other people out there. I said it warmly. I was nice to her when she came by, but I dropped seeds of love, seeds of friendship. There is a day coming that I will be able to share more with him. He did not feel judged by me, whatever. Even though I know he's living in sin, he did not feel judged. Jesus says, I didn't even come to judge. We need to. The harvest is ripe. The workers are few. And I totally believe this that if you and I can keep seeking God and keep changing and keep changing inside, things are going to happen out there. There is a lot of people out there that have dreams and want to do it right. And unless Jesus Christ himself visits them, you know what's going to happen out there? They've got miserable lives. I haven't found too many broken up families that are happy. Not too many. There's a lot of testimony to that. There's a lot of testimony to when Jesus Christ is the center of a person's life, how fruitful it is. Isn't that right? Yeah. Amen. So in, I'm in preparing for closing. Well, where's my notes?
I like, by the way, what Kim shared. You know what Kim, what Kim shared? And I know a lot of people understand that. I prophesied. You know why she was able to prophesy? Because she knew. She knew at that given time that she was not in the good with it. And God was able to, because of experience, she was able to speak a word back to herself. And you notice how excited she got because of that? You notice the strength that came because of that? I mean, she, you know, she just glowed all over with it. Isn't that right? Brothers and sisters, you and I need to be so trained by the Holy Spirit, so sensitive to the Holy Spirit, that when I am not sensing it, I run fast. Say, God, what's happening? What is happening, God? I am not sensing it. And that can only come. You'll only do that, by the way, if you already got prior experience. Because you know you're not walking in the good of it now. And you know that Jesus is the answer. And I tell you something, the Holy Spirit is right there all the time to see you walking in the good of it. You may have to still deal with the problem. But I know at times in my basement I have cried out because of business cried out because of employees and I didn't feel good about myself and I kept crying and I kept crying till I felt the peace of God and sometimes it didn't just take five minutes it took 30 minutes or more or going before God and say God I don't feel good about myself you want to know something if we do this all the time and that harvest is there to be harvested out of my innermost being is going to come what Livers of, livers, I did it again. <laughs> I have this, I don't know why, but my, my mind, I, I always, instead of saying rivers, I get caught up and said livers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> rivers of living water. L let me tell you what this guy down in, uh, in uh, Argentina said. He made this quote la on a video, okay? When the church... When the church loses its love for the lost, religion moves in and takes up the space that belongs to the Holy Spirit. You know what that's saying? When I stopped listening and when I stopped letting the Holy Spirit have an impact on my life. I won't have an impact out there for the lost, and it'll become a religious community that'll not have any power within. How true that is, Nina? Okay. Let me um, look. These last, these last verses that I want to read. I want to make that a prayer for our fellowship. Okay? Isaiah 55, 3. Everyone who thirsts, come to the water. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk, without money, without cost. 
Why do you spend your money for what not is bread, and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen, careful to me, eat what is good, and delight yourself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me. Listen that you may live. The Spirit is speaking very loudly, been speaking very loudly. God wants all of us to listen more. Spend time listening. Let me tell you something. God is, wants men and women to rise up over here with a greater, with the gift, greater gift of healing. Where you have seen it. God is calling some people to that. Where you see it. You can feel it. You can eat it. It's a part of you. God hasn't given me that vision in that area like he's given it to me in marriage. My prayer is, God, I want more revelation in other areas that you want me to walk in. So that I can see it. I can feel it. And I can have it in here. And when men here will get a hold of it and start seeking God, because God's the only one that can give it. By the way, I can't. God's the only one that can give it. But if you will be open to it, and you thirst, and you listen, there are many different gifts that are going to start popping up over here in greater proportion than what we've been already, okay? But by far greater. That as a body, man, I tell you something, it's going to be a power thing as far as having an impact out there. You've heard this staple, one pencil you can break, but ten you cannot. And I tell you something, there is no way the enemy will have a foothold in here when we as a body excel and maximize what God's calling on each and every one of us. Is that right? And I pray that we listen for ourselves so that Don Dano becomes the best God's called me to be. I don't want anything less. I don't want to fall short of it. When I meet Jesus in heaven, I want him to say this. You were a sinner. You got washed in the blood, but you came through. That's what I want Jesus to see me for. Because nothing I build here in this earth am I taking with me. Nothing. Nothing. People, the harvest is ripe. I mean, you know what? It's like we protected in this church. We come together, break bread. We have a fantastic time. And we hug and share one another. And that's the fruit. But we don't know how miserable people are out there. When you start getting into people's homes and they wonder if there is a God. They've heard, they've seen church on TV. They've been to church. It's got no power. Mom and dad are fighting. The kids are trying to make it on their own. We're protected from all of that here. Out there, the harvest is right. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Ephesians. That's my prayer. Listen, okay? The next one is eyes. And that's Ephesians 1.10. Paul prayed this. Paul has seen this. You can see the way Paul writes it. Paul has so seen it. He has such a vision of it. That he prayed it this way. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. So that you may know what is the hope of his calling. 
what are the riches of the glory and his inheritance in the saints. And, I, and that's what Paul's prayer. Our prayer is this. My prayer is this morning here is this, that each and every one of us, boom, 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 every one of us here, I, I, see. Amen? Now, I tell you something. I can't even open my eyes to see in the supernatural. Like I talked about revelation. It's like when you're in the Word of God. First thing you do is exam one of the things you do is examine yourself. Say, God is my heart clean. Am I able to receive it? When you hear somebody teaching up here, preaching up here, don't just sit in the, in the, in the chair and say, well, I can't wait till you get done. The Packer game is going to be on or the Bear game is going to be on. Say, Lord, examine my heart. I want to hear. I want to see. If we say this, and the Holy Spirit is pretty good, by the way. If you can't do that, he usually knows how to touch you and say, this is the reason why. You got a problem with this guy at work. You see what I'm saying? You're walking in unbelief. In regarding your kids. Okay? Ah, uh, this one is good. 2 Corinthians, chapter 3. Two Corinthians, chapter 3, right? Verse 2. You are our letter written in our hearts and read by all men. Be manifested that you are a letter of Christ cared for by us written not with ink but the, with, with the spirit of the living God not on tables of stone but on tables of human hearts. Ain't that exciting? I mean, look, I mean, just think about that. That the revelation that God is bringing forth, listening to what the Spirit is saying to the church today, we're hearing it, we're seeing it, and it's written on our hearts. The man, when we come in contact with people, what is on our hearts, we can, we'll have a compassion by far greater than what we have because we can see they're missing it. And the only way is Jesus Christ. Amen? Isn't that exciting? I'm excited to be a part of that. I don't know if you are, but I I'm excited! I mean, I want to see more, you know? I want to see more. I want to see more. Tim prayed a couple weeks ago, Lord, give us more. You know what? God, God wants us to get out of the way so much that we had revival. I mean, we had people up here getting drunk in the spirit that the preacher couldn't even preach because God wanted to speak. You see what I'm saying? God wants to speak to each and every one of us. Not that the men aren't good, but I noticed this, that in my own personal life, when God has showed me, I can stand on it. And there's a greater persuasion that I have when God has showed me. Let's pray, okay? Father, I just want to thank you for what you've been doing. I want to thank you that you're so visiting us. And that God... I know that there's going to be so much more. I just pray just an anointing upon every person here, Lord God. Father, speak to their hearts. 
Speak to our hearts now, Lord Jesus. Let me hear, let me see, let my home, my God, become heaven in the earth. Let me see the harvest out there, my Lord. Let me be your ambassador today. Let me see the fruit, Lord Jesus. God, I want to give myself totally to it. In your precious name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I want to say this, by the way. I was to a forum, uh, political thing here, I think last week. And I heard there's about eight or nine men up there and women that were sharing. You know, some, there was only one man out of that whole group that I could see was speaking the words of God. Only one man. And most of you here know who that man is. And I encourage you to pray for him because if he gets elected, there'll be warfare for him. Pray for his family. But there was one man that was head and shoulders above all the rest. And I am proud of that man because he's a product of the word of God being planted in this church. It isn't the government that's going to change the world. It's born-again, spirit-filled people that is going to change the world. And we need to pray for government. We need to pray that God's born-again, spirit-filled people rise up and will be a voice and say, that is not the way to go. This is the way to go. So I encourage you. November 5th is the election. Pray. If my people humble themselves and pray, God's promises will restore the land. Amen? Have a good week. Thank you.